one statistic that I recently discovered is that for every dollar that a white man has in wealth, women have 32 cents and Mm. women of color have a penny. Oh my gosh. So when I read that, I was like, it made my stomach drop. It's not even a wealth gap. It's a wealth like canyon. My name is Allison Baggerly, creator of Inspire Budget, and I'm on a mission to help women live their best life and reach their money goals. Join me here for inspiring conversations to help you learn more about budgeting, saving money, paying off debt, and investing for your future. You'll be hearing not only from me, but others along the way that have a story and voice to share. Let's dive in. Today, I get to introduce you to my good friend, Delian. She's an employment attorney and money mentor. She launched Delian the Money Coach LLC after she discovered FIRE, financial independence, relax early, as she likes to call it. Since then, she's paid off $110,000 in student loans, and her business has generated multiple six figures. She's now on track to reach financial independence by 45. Today, we're talking all about why it is so important for women to invest and to start investing now. Delianne, welcome to the Inspired Budget Podcast. I'm thrilled you are here with us today to talk about women and investing. I love it. My favorite subject in the world. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I know. I love your story. I love your money story because I think that it is one that a lot of people can relate to. And I think it just goes to show, number one, our, our system is broken. Number one, it's broken. And then number two, that sometimes your past doesn't have to be this barrier that holds you back. So go ahead and share with us a little bit about yourself and your money and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, it's something that I used to hide because I was so fearful and ashamed of it. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time that I've been talking about online. The fact that I grew up in, I was born in Brazil. I moved to the United States when I was eight and I lived for almost 15 years as an undocumented immigrant, which was absolutely terrifying. And, you know, every day you're just in fear that something might happen. You might get deported. Right. Right. So it's, it's a lot of stress to carry as, as on top of everything else, right. Of being an angstful teenager and all of that. I mean, as a child, you're carrying around that stress that most children don't have. Absolutely. And it's a trauma that you carry with you, like throughout your life. I, I would be lying if I said that oh, I'm fine now. Everything's copacetic. And I don't have any more of those stresses stemming from that. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Like it's something that I work on every single day, like the scarcity mentality creeps into it. And I definitely have to like check myself. Right. So it's, that's why it's been so empowering to become like Deli and the money coach, because Mm -hmm. now I've not only has that helped me overcome my own money traumas, but watching other people heal too, like through your teachings is incredibly inspiring. I am so inspired by my community. I'm so inspired by my students. Obviously I skipped a big chunk in the middle there, but between (laughs) being an eight-year-old and becoming Deli and the money coach, there was a lot in between. I think the typical progression is your, your broke twenties where you're struggling and just trying to figure out your life. What do I want to be when I grow up? I feel like that's a lot of it. And you take out an insane amount of student loans to try Mm -hmm. to get there. Of course, I bought a brand new car. I made that mistake when I was barely making any money. I used credit cards. I abused credit cards. Mm -hmm. Didn't know how to manage my money. I went through all of that. Living in New York City, became an attorney there, thinking, oh my God, finally, I'm going to hit six figures. All my problems are going to be solved. Right. Not not so much. <laughs> Turns out that's not the uh, the solution to all your problems, mm-hmm. making six figures, because if I didn't know how to manage my $28,000 a year salary, I'm definitely not going to know how to manage the 100000 And also what I was thinking the other, the other day, I'm like, you don't have to manage your money when you're on survival mode, honestly. Your money right. is being managed for you by your life because you're just right. trying to survive. So this idea of even budgeting and having extra money 
that's a luxury that I didn't even have mm-hmm. for until I was, you know, 27, 28 years old. I try to give myself a lot of grace and I try to give my community a lot of grace mm-hmm. because we tend to beat ourselves up, right? When it comes to money. And so I'm absolutely like, stop that. And I think that's very much, well, I don't know. I guess I'm speaking as a woman. I feel like women tend to do that because I know just having a husband who we talk about money a lot with and we had debt, I had so much shame. And I feel like there was a piece missing from him. I'm like, why aren't you beating yourself up about this, these choices? And he's like, because it's said and done. You know, it's they can overcome it. It seems like so easier. And I don't know. I'm sure there's lots of things that play into that. However, I do think that we do have to give each other ourselves grace for our Absolutely. past money choices. Because sometimes you make those choices and you don't know that they're harmful choices. Of course. In the moment, you're making that choice not to set yourself up for a difficult life, but because that's what you did with the knowledge you had at that time in your life. Exactly. Do you think that, no, if somebody knew that a decision was going to spiral out of control Mm -hmm. into credit card debt or like, oh my God, I'm going to be paying these student loans for the next 30 years because they didn't understand compound interest. Yeah. You think people would willingly do that to themselves? Absolutely not. It's the education is just not there. I mean, Mm -hmm. I never had a single conversation with anyone about student loans and here these people gave me six figures of student loans. I mean, it's wild. Yeah. So All of those experiences put together, I branched out, I started sharing my journey on just just like a lot of people in the personal finance community, you start sharing Mm -hmm. your own personal finance journey. It turns into a big snowball effect where people were just flabbergasted that I was being as transparent as I was about my numbers, about my situation. I declared that I was going to pay off my student loans, which I finally did on August, 2020. I paid off all of my student loans, $150,000 worth of congratulations. Thank you so much. It was amazing. It was an amazing feeling. I cried on camera. I have it on Instagram. You can Ah. watch me cry. I sent like the last payment to Navient on camera Mm -hmm. and it was fantastic. But I even the thing that I'm even more proud of is the fact that I invested while I did that. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that I think is not popular in the personal finance community. Hey, you should invest while paying off debt. And I'm so glad I did. Oh, okay. And I want to dive into that because years ago, it was about 10 years ago when my husband and I jumped into budgeting and paying off debt and personal Mm -hmm. finance and learning about our money. And I felt like all there was out there was Dave Ramsey. And he was like, yep, don't get a credit card. Don't invest. Now we were investing through our pension. We didn't have a Mm. choice and we paid off our debt very quickly. And we started investing afterwards, but I wish I had known in advance that, Hey, even if we had started up, even if we just learned just learn about it. Just learn mm-hmm. what compound interest is, how it really can just set you up for, for wealth in, when you're starting young. Because mm-hmm. I think that I would have started saving and it, maybe it would have pushed us back on our debt-free date some, but that's okay. I would have been okay with that. So you- Actually, you, I'm going to contest that because okay. what I've heard from a lot of people, and which was also my experience, mm-hmm. here's- Allison, I think we're both on the same page when it comes to this. Money is like 80% psychological. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah. It's psychology. We're fighting our psychology every step Mm -hmm. of the way. I think we all know the mechanic. Maybe with investing, it takes a little more time to learn the mechanics. Right. But we all know the mechanics of like budgeting and saving. Yeah. Spend Um, less than you make. Right. Right. Sounds so easy. Right. But but it's not not so easy. (laughs) And so what I found is when I started really understanding the power of investing, Mm-hmm. I was inspired to pay mm-hmm. off my debt faster, mm-hmm. I see. right? Because I was like, oh my God, look what I've been missing out on. And as I saw my investment accounts grow and I saw what I was missing out, I was like, oh no, 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 we need to pay off this debt as soon as possible. So 
That's why I encourage mm-hmm. people to do it, even if they have credit card debt, which I know, I know it's like a <laughs> taboo thing to say, but my idea is yes, you have the credit card debt, but it's not out of your control. Like you're not just ignoring your credit card debt. Mm-hmm. You have a plan for it. You have a debt-free date. And if you want, I don't care if it's $5, $10, right. start throwing some money into an investment account. Yes. And I think you're right. I think like our family could have easily afforded a hundred dollars or even $200 a month. We were sending anywhere between 1500 to $2,000 a month to debt on two teacher salaries. We could have afforded it, but I think that there's definitely a learning process and there weren't Mm -hmm. a lot of voices out there saying, saying otherwise, but now you're here and you are a voice (laughs) out there for all of these women, which I think is so wonderful. And I love that. Tell me if I'm wrong. You focus on women, right? But, yeah, I mean, I've got men's students too, but right. all the men but are welcome as well. <laughs> especially women of color. I think that yes. there's definitely a missing piece where you want to see someone that looks like you mm-hmm. doing the things you want to do, because then it shows you that it's possible. So tell me, why do you think it's so important for women, but specifically women of color to mm-hmm. learn about investing? Two words, the wealth gap. Mm-hmm. We cannot afford to ignore the wealth gap. It is not, I get a lot of pushback on this where people say it's a myth. I can't believe we're still saying this in 2021. (laughs) It shocks me that the pay gap is a myth. I'm an employment attorney. I've been, you know, I worked as an employment attorney for 14 years. Let me tell you, it is not a myth. I mm-hmm. saw the statistics in black and white. I've worked with experts. It's very real. Whether it's intentional or not, it's very real. One statistic that I recently discovered is that for every dollar that a white man has in wealth, women have 32 cents and mm. women of color have a penny. Oh my gosh. So when I read that, I was like, it made my stomach drop. It's not even a wealth gap. It's a wealth like canyon. It's, yeah, it's a can- it's a Grand Canyon. <laughs> it's a Grand yeah. Canyon of wealth. There you go. It's insane. And I'm like, how are we going to fill this? We can't fill it waiting for corporations and the government to wake up and like Mm -hmm. fix this problem. It's unfortunate. Is it unfair? A hundred percent. Do I think that they're responsible for some of it? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Am I going to sit around waiting for them to to fix it? Mm, No, No. because I'm like, this is my lifetime. I cannot wait. Yeah. Why not get fixed for years and years? Right. So if ever, so we have to invest, we have to take control. And I always say, and I'm always very careful with when I'm talking about investing, that it is a privilege that Mm -hmm. I am very aware that most people can't do it, that people are living paycheck to paycheck and struggling. I am not unaware of that. So when I tell people, hey, they they come to me, they're like, I can only invest $50 a month. I'm like, that's amazing. Do you know most people can't even do that? Mm -hmm. That's incredible. So whatever amount you have that you can invest, do it and don't feel bad about it. But we have to close that wealth gap because it's urgent, especially for women, because we're community builders, right? Right. We, when we're wealthy, we extend our wealth out into the community. Yes. And that is so important for women to be. I want women to be as rich as humanly possible because that is going to benefit all of society. Mm-hmm. We yes. donate more money. We give more money. Yep. Like when, during the pandemic, I was coaching some people and women were literally taking money out of their pockets to help neighbors and friends mm-hmm. at their own detriment. Right. right. And it was incredible to see. <laughs> it is. But it's also like you can't put. What is it like when you're on a flight? You can't put your someone else's mask on before your exactly. own. So put your mask on, women. Let's yes. take back control of our finances. Let's build wealth so that we can use that wealth to bless others around us. Today's episode is brought to you by the Budgeting Basics email course. If you're new to budgeting or if you need a refresher, then this free email course is for you. I'll walk you through exactly how to write a budget, get started with paying off debt and saving money. You'll also get access to my free resource library where I have a collection of free printables to help you get your finances organized once and for all. 
go to inspirebudget.com slash free dash course to sign up or simply click the link in the show notes. It's 100% free and might just be the thing you need to write a budget you can stick to. What do you think holds women back from actually mm. investing? It's funny because I kn- I do know the, the most common response I get is fear. Yes. Right? So fear, yep. fear because they're either they're overwhelmed or they're, they're, they think that they need to be some kind of stock market whiz mm-hmm. in order to be successful. But why is that? Why are women more, f- I see women doing bad things every single day. They're starting businesses. They're like taking chances. This idea that women are more risk averse, I think is a stereotype. It's being pushed on us and we're leaning into it. And I want us to lean away from it. Women are not more risk averse. We're just treated that way, right? (laughs) We are treated that way. We're treated as like porcelain dolls that cannot handle being under pressure. Mm -hmm. And I do think that a lot of us are chipping away at this stereotype, but it's still out there. And so I want to encourage women and say, we're actually very powerful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hello, moms. I think you guys are superheroes, (laughs) superhero. If you can raise a child, trust me when I tell you that you can invest in the stock market. Oh, I love it. (laughs) That's so true. You're so right. It just takes us upfront time. The way I like to think about it is comparing women like moms to learning about investing in the stock market. This might be a stretch, but we're going to go with it. Someone hands me a newborn baby and I don't learn how to how to be a good mother right in that moment, right at that instant. And if I do something stupid as a newborn mother, it doesn't make me a bad mom for the rest of my life. You have to learn, you have to practice, you have to put in effort and attention. Same is true when it comes to learning about investing, learning about taking back control of your money. You can't just assume that you can snap your fingers and all the wisdom is bestowed upon you and it's easy. You have to put in effort give it your full attention because ultimately you are going to have to deal with money for the rest of your life. We can't run away from it. So let's take charge of it. And that's what you're encouraging women to do. I, I also think sometimes what holds women back from investing and tell me if you agree on this is I was reading an article yesterday and it was saying over the course of a woman's career, they're making less because of the wealth gap, but also because they're pulled out of the workforce. They're more likely to leave the workforce for a period of time to take care of children or take care of elderly parents. And so already, you know, you have the wealth gap and then you also have the fact that they're making less because they're spending less time in the, Mm -hmm. in the workforce. So therefore they have less money to invest and, and then it goes into this, it just kind of spirals out of control. Absolutely. It is definitely a multifaceted Mm -hmm. problem. It is not something, Oh, here, here's the one thing. And if we fix this one thing, we're going to fix the wealth gap. No, it is multifaceted. The fact is, until we have paid maternity leave in this country, oh. we're not going to close the wealth gap. hundred oh percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. We need paid maternity leave. It is embarrassing mm-hmm. that we don't have it in this country. The discrimination laws that are supposed to protect mothers in the workplace, you're allowed to, so you're supposed yes. to, be, you know, get pregnant, leave your job, take your maternity leave, come back. There mm-hmm. are laws in place that are protect you, the FMLA. Yep. But I saw those laws being broken every single day. Mm. Employers know that they can skirt it, right? They know how to manipulate the system. So until we have those protections, better protections in place, and we actually pay women and also not just maternity leave, paternity leave, not only pay paternity leave, also encourage men to take paternity Mm -hmm. leave because the problem is we're stigmatizing men who take paternity leave, which makes it harder on the moms. Yeah. So 
we need this parity. And this is like a social issue, right? You can mm-hmm. see how when people tell me like, oh, money isn't political. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it is the most politicized thing on the planet. It's it's because they don't know. It, that's, yeah. a, that's a lack of knowledge. That's a lack of opening your eyes. At least that's right. what I think. Okay, so let's say there's a woman listening right now and she's like, yes, Delian, I agree with you. I need to invest more. I need to learn, but I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. What are three actionable steps you can give someone that's listening right now to say, Hey, set yourself up by doing one, two, and three. Obviously, I always like to say the first thing you should do is just start reading as much as possible because Mm -hmm. books are like the most inexpensive way to up-level your knowledge. And people, I don't know, do people read books anymore? I certainly do, (laughs) right? We got to read the books, get an audible. I don't care. There's a million ways to consume knowledge Mm -hmm. these days. Even the difference between now and like five years ago is astounding. Yes. So just start consuming information, start listening to podcasts. And you know, you're listening to one now, I'm sure you're listening to others. Yeah. So just start getting used to why, because you need to start getting used to the terminology. A lot of people think that investing is about math. It's not about the math. It's about mm-hmm. the terminology. So start getting familiar with it. The next thing is if you're employed, go talk to your HR person and tell them, how do I contact my 401k provider, my 403b, yes. my 457, whoever it is, sit down and go have a conversation with them. And can they I, are, I was going to say yeah. that's their job. Yes, that is exactly. They are thankful if someone comes to them to talk yes, about this. Absolutely. One of the posts that I recently made was the only reason why I started my 401k when I did, because it was not, it was a foregone thought in my mind at right. 25 years old. I didn't do it for 25, 26, 27. Finally, at 28, the HR, um, a black HR, my black HR administrator came to me and said, why aren't you participating in this? 401k. This is mm-hmm. really important. And she sat down and talked to me about it. And she made me see, and even I was still skeptical, skeptical about it, but I did it, but I'm yeah. like, it took a woman of color to come and talk to me about this for mm-hmm. it to happen because nobody else was talking to me. So yes, go talk to your 401k provider, go find out what's inside that account. Like literally yes. it's your money. It's your money coming out of your paycheck. You should understand where it's going, how mm-hmm. it works, understand the options inside of your 401k, go find out how much you're paying in fees. Okay. Yes. That's the first thing. And then last but not least, go find out about options beyond your 401k. Mm-hmm. So, because that's the other thing that I was unaware of for many years. I didn't know that you could invest beyond a 401k. I didn't know that there were all these other investment accounts out there. The HSA, the Roth IRA, I didn't know anything about this. Start learning about them because Mm -hmm. this is tax savings that you're not gonna be able to get back. You're gonna be kicking yourself saying, oh my God, I wish I knew about this account a year ago or two years ago. So go find out about all the different accounts and decide which ones fit into your plan. And don't listen Mm -hmm. to anybody who says you have to do it X, Y, and Z way. Mm-hmm. There is no X, Y, and Z way. It's your way. Like your menu is going to look different than somebody else's yes. menu. And that's okay. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So we have read a book, listen to podcasts, <laughs> educate yourself. Yes. Educate yourself. Just like if you're a new mom, you're going to be listening to mom podcasts. You're going to be listening to things that interest right. you that you want to grow in. Educate yourself. Go to HR. Ask them, what are my options? And then research your options outside of what your work offers. I love it. I feel like that's definitely doable. But I also want to say it's okay if you take step one now and you say, okay, I'm going to give myself one week to consume this knowledge, Mm -hmm. to read this book or two weeks to listen to this book on Audible. I personally love Audible. It's the only way I read Mm -hmm. now. (laughs) And then move on. Give yourself almost like a deadline. I feel like when we have this deadline, 
it mm-hmm. it can help hold us accountable because otherwise I feel like this is something that's easy to just say, oh, I'll just, I'll do that next year. That's okay. Retirement's so yeah. far away. So right. don't put it off. No. And you can do all these different steps at once. This is mm-hmm. not linear. Okay. Yes. So you can read the book, listen to the audible while you talk to HR, mm-hmm. while you research the other things. Exactly. Guys, Google is your best friend. Yes. Google the hell out of everything. Start. What I tell people is don't look for a specific answer one way for you to do something look for patterns Mm -hmm. so read different sources and when you start seeing patterns then you're like okay i'm starting to see multiple sources mentioned this so maybe this is an option for me and do that and then also i don't want to leave out the entrepreneurs if you're an entrepreneur and you don't have an hr department because you are your own h department hr department (laughs) like me you can do what's called a solo 401k or a Mm -hmm. sep ira so you have options too yes absolutely oh that was so helpful Delian, so at the end of every interview, I like to ask three questions Mm -hmm. just to get to know you a little bit more. So the first one is, what is one thing on your bucket list that you want to do? And you can't say move. You can't say move to Portugal because I already know that one. And I, (laughs) so she wants to, she's going, she will be moving to Portugal, but I want to hear something else that I don't know already. Absolutely. So so a lot of things that, um, something that a lot of people don't know about me is that I'm a major cyclist. I love cycling. I have a road bike. It's like an all carbon road bike that I absolutely love. And so I used to do hundred mile bike rides. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it took me like eight and a half hours. Oh my God. Um, So what I want to do is I want to cycle across Europe. So I want to stop at different towns, Mm -hmm. like old villages, and just cycle across Europe. And I have no doubt that I will someday. Yes, you will. Right (laughs) after you move to Portugal, you'll cycle across (laughs) Europe. I love it. Okay, the second one is you have three hours to do whatever you want with no interruptions. What do you do? Luckily, I get to do that a lot. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The benefit of not having little ones. I would get a massage and go get a brunch with a girlfriend. My two favorite things. Really mm-hmm. simple. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's a, that is a perfect answer. And the last one is my favorite thing I've ever spent money on is. Well, I've got like my, my big one. My big one would be, you know, anything travel related, obviously. Uh-huh. And I recently took a first class flight, which I had never <gasps> taken a first class flight. So exciting. Yeah. So that was like, oh, this is what's happening up here <laughs> on, the, on the front of the plane. This is fun. I like it. It was just like, it wasn't super luxurious. It was just the convenience of it, mm-hmm. right? It's the little yeah. conveniences that really change the experience. But that's like a big one. But I have to say my favorite pandemic buy has been the air fryer. <laughs> okay. It like revolutionized my kitchen. <laughs> I need to get one. I've been telling myself I want to get one. I thought about getting one for Mother's Day, but I bought plants instead because I don't think I'm aware of what I'm missing out on, but I'm to the point where I'm saving recipes on Pinterest that require an air fryer. And I don't even have an air fryer. Okay. Then it's time. It's not, it's what it's between 60 to $80. It doesn't even have to be expensive. I felt bamboozled. I didn't get the air fryer for many years because I felt bamboozled by the Instapot, which everybody, I hate it's, I hate it. It's so like temperamental. It's yes. steaming at me. And then I don't even know how to use it. It sits in it's, my cabinet unused. Uh, same. I finally gave it away. Like it would explode on me or mm-hmm. it, I just didn't know what to do with it. It would turn all my vegetables to mush. I'm like, what am I doing here? Yeah. So the air fryer is exactly what I thought the Instapot was okay. going to be. It delivered. So I'm like, okay, done. I need to get one. Even my mom called me the other day. She said, there 
here's the one I got on Amazon Prime Day. I was like, I mean, <laughs> and I think it's that I don't know what I'm missing out on yet. I just, I'm not aware yet. And yeah. I also think, well, can you, one thing I've heard about in uh, air fryers is that they're smaller. So I ask myself, can I really right. feed all my family and get everything in it mm, to feed mm-hmm. four people? So that's my hesitation. But if you're listening to this and you're like, no, get it now, <laughs> then just let me know. I'll just buy it. <laughs> I love it. For me, I just don't like to turn on the oven, you know, and heat. sometimes it heats, up, heats like, up the house, the whole house. And I'm like, it's so nice. It's so compact. Yeah. Even for a quick snack. And like I'm making breakfast, yeah. I'll do I'll make some eggs and then I'll have the Instapot of this, the air fryer going with like, you know, my potatoes. Oh, and so I have like nice okay. crispy potatoes. It's so nice. Okay. I think I'm going to get one. I, I think you've convinced me. <laughs> oh my Done. gosh. So Delian, I know you have some free resources and some freebies for anyone who's listening. So go ahead and tell us about that before we let you go. If you guys just go to DelianTheMoneyCoach.com, I have a new website coming up, but you can go check it out. And there's a freebie there, which is my free money guide. It's a 13 page guide with tons of resources, links, all my favorite, favorite podcast books, calculators, you name mm-hmm. it. I have it in there. So go check it out. Yes. And also we link that in the show notes below. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And I'm going to go buy an air fryer. And then (laughs) when it comes in, I'll have to take a picture and send it to you. (laughs) Awesome. Do it. Okay. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Delianne. I think that she is just out there doing so much good in the world, especially for women. So if you aren't already, be sure to follow her on Instagram at Deli and the Money Coach. You can also click the link below to get her freebie. Ultimately, I really truly hope that this episode inspired you to learn more about investing and will help you live your best life and reach your money goals. See you next week, same time, same place.